Welcome to the Violin Geek Podcast. I'm your host, Laurel Thompson, and as we near the holiday season, I've been seeing a lot of holiday shopping guides geared towards the string player in your life and stuff like this. And I was thinking, hmm, what would I put on such a list if I were to make one? And as I thought about it, it really just came down to chin rests and shoulder rests. And are we using something that is actually comfortable? Now we could argue that a lot of violinists and violists don't use shoulder rests and some maybe particularly baroque players don't use chin rests but let's assume for this podcast that people are open to using one or both and i'm going to give some ideas for how we might find chin rests and shoulder rests that are more comfortable and ergonomic for us and they might be ones that you haven't even considered before In preparing for this episode, I was thinking back to a student I received many years ago. She was an older adult student, and she showed up with this big box of chin and shoulder rests. And her main complaint was that as she was getting older, her setup was causing more and more pain and tension in her neck and her shoulder. And she was starting to worry that she might not be able to play violin forever. So we opened the box. We took a peek and very quickly I noticed that all the chin rests looked very similar to each other and there weren't quite as many shoulder rests, but the ones that she did have, they also looked very similar to each other. (laughs) And I remember her sitting there and saying, you know, if any of this looks like something some of your other students might want to use, just go for it. Just take it. I've tried all of these and nothing has worked for me. Nothing is comfortable. And I thought, hmm, yeah, I can see why. (laughs) We don't have any variety here. And unfortunately, that's the case when we go out shopping in a music store or online. We see a lot of the same types of features again and again and again. And unfortunately, we don't always see the features that are really helpful in chin and shoulder rests. So let's shine some light on that. So as far as the chin rest goes... I really like to look for something and every body is different. So the amount of this feature could vary, but some kind of a hill and a valley feature. And so that hill and valley feature, and if you're listening, I'll try and describe it as well as I can. And you can head to the video on YouTube to see exactly what I'm talking about. But we're looking for a hill and valley feature in two directions on the chin rest. So one would be if you're looking at your violin from the end button or your viola from the end button direction. So basically from the side that you would normally see when you're playing the instrument, you'll see that over the, sh- over the tail piece is a little hill and then dipping down towards the lateral side of the violin would be the valley. And that valley allows my jawbone a place to rest down. And unfortunately, a lot of chin rests just go straight across in that direction. So we're thinking the Guarneri chin rest, the, the Strad chin rest, all of these chin rests that come with violins basically, they're just straight across. And I don't have one to demo that, but just putting my hand over my chin rest, we see that when it's just straight across, the head is sort of having to kind of turn to the side so the top of my head is facing away from the violin 
And so basically I'm kind of leaning towards the, the right, my head's leaning towards the right, and my neck is just in this twist. And if we're a little kid or even a teen, we might be able to get away with that for a few years at least. But in my case, I had one of those types of chin rests and I developed a lovely violin hickey, which as a teen was basically a constant abscess that was getting infected and I had to manage. And I just always thought, well, it proves that I'm practicing. <laughs> but in my 20s, I started researching better options. And since I got this particular chin rest that I use now, which is a Hamburg model, I have, I still have the scar, but I have not had that abscess come back and that pain come back, which is awesome. I'm so, so grateful. But that hill and valley is really necessary just so that the jawbone, like I said, can rest down into something. And then we see that my neck and my head is just straight up and down in all the different angles we might look for. So if my nose is pointing down towards the scroll and we see my head in that direction, my head is straight up and down. If we look in the direction that I might be when I'm performing, so the violin basically parallel to the audience, we also see that my neck is fairly straight up and down. I am leaning slightly forward, just resting my head down into the chin rest, which of course is, is normal and natural. But that hill and valley is really necessary. And again, the one that I probably see the least often in chin rests. The other hill and valley we wanna look for is a little bit more common, but with my chin rest, it's a little bit more dramatic. So if we look at the plate of the chin rest from the sides, so basically if I'm looking from the side of the violin, I'm going to see a lip or the hill that is closest to that end button side of the violin, and then it's gonna dip down towards the tailpiece. And this particular hill and valley feature allows the violin, the chin rest, to, to support the violin and draw it up towards my center of gravity. So instead of the violin always kind of scooting out from underneath my chin, that might happen with a more flat chin rest, that hill really tucks up underneath my jawbone or my jawbone hooks over the hill essentially. And with very little effort, I can easily keep the violin up in playing position. I'm totally hands-free, I can talk, I can walk, and nothing's going anywhere, which, which is actually amazing <laughs> because there's so many chin rests that do not have that ability. And it's just kind of like, why do we even have a chin rest? It's not that much different than just putting the chin on the violin belly. And of course, some broke players might do that and the chin rest is a fairly new tool, but assuming that we want to protect our varnish, some kind of chin rest is helpful. So the hill and valley feature is definitely one of the Hamburg chin rest, but we could also look at other chin rest models that might be a little bit less high profile for someone that doesn't have as kind of strong of a jaw line. And so the Tekka would be one that I would also recommend that has a nice hill and valley feature. It's a little bit more gradual. And then the original flesh chin rest is another one for people maybe who have less broad shoulders and they want a, a center mounted chin rest, but they still want a little bit of that hill and valley feature. That is a nice one. 
And there are others as well. I recommend the site chinras.com. I'll put it in the show notes. That has a lot of different chinras that do feature a hill and a valley. So you can maybe see those pictures and load up a list of a few different models that look interesting and then head to a music store and try them out. Or if that's not possible, then maybe get a bunch of them sent out and try them out. The thing is, we need to try out our chin rest like we try out shoes. We're going to try them on. We're going to walk around the store. We're going to make sure that they're comfortable and they're not going to cause blisters. That's essentially what happened to me. That's a violin blister, essentially. So if that happens with shoes, we're going to change something. And it's just so ridiculous. Now, when I look back, you know, why did I go all those years? And it's so ridiculous that so many people are putting up with pain and, you know, no pain, no gains sort of mentalities when we really can be comfortable with the chin rest that we use. So when you're trying out chin rests, you should look for a situation where perhaps your nose does turn a little bit towards the violin, but you don't necessarily have to crane your neck up and over to reach over the chin rest. And if you look at your head from all the different angles, your head should be nice and straight up and down. And you might have a friend go with you to a music shop to check out different chin rests, maybe take some pictures of yourself and to just give some feedback in how your posture is looking with the different chin rests. We should also consider a lifted chin rest if our neck is fairly long. And you'll know that you need a lifted chin rest if without using a shoulder rest, you put your violin on the collarbone, turn your head, and there is a huge gap. Of course, we wanna be able to rest our head down a little bit into the chin rest, but it shouldn't be like, again, you have to turn your head and crane your head down to meet the chin rest. Sometimes I've seen students where there's literally a couple inches of gap. And then we think, oh, well, I'll just take up that slack with the shoulder rest. But unfortunately that creates a seesaw situation where you don't have anything underneath on the belly of the violin you don't have anything like actually touching your body so then as soon as you put your chin down we're having this seesaw effect where your chin goes down and the scroll goes up chin goes down and the scroll goes up and that creates a really unsettled left hand situation where we get tense we start gripping with the thumb Maybe we are nervous around vibrato and shifting, the violin shaking around a lot. So we don't want any of that. So in my situation, I have a slightly lifted chin rest. It's about three, four millimeters, and it's just right underneath where it meets the violin belly. It's just a little extra wood that's underneath there. And this has been custom made for me. And although I said it's a Hamburg chin rest, some of the sloping of the hills and valleys have also been custom cut, but you could get just a right from the music shop kind of chin rest, and you could lift it yourself with just a little bit of cork that you could, it comes in sheets at a art store or maybe a hardware store. You could just cut a little strip and put it underneath uh, that portion of the chin rest where it meets the belly or even just a little bit of piece of cardboard could do the trick as well.
lifting the chin rest that way can only go so far because at some point it's just going to be like this little giraffe neck chin rest. So that's where you might have to go custom. I've certainly seen some chin rests where they're lifting it like a whole inch. And there are some websites that I can put in the show notes that do offer now lifted chin rests that you can just buy. It's nice to have something custom and to just have something that's built for you. But if that's not possible, then certainly going with something that's close would be ideal and that gets that distance between the collarbone and the jaw really covered with just the violin and the chin rest itself. Then we can start thinking about shoulder rests. So for some people that might be enough. They might go without a shoulder rest because they're really covering that distance and they have enough padding around their shoulder and chest where, yes, they're probably holding up the violin a little bit to go without a shoulder rest, but it's really not a problem and they don't feel any pain with just the violin sitting there, the viola sitting there. For myself, I have kind of a bony collarbone and that's never been comfortable for me. And I also have a lot of kind of boniness and and a small shoulder. So for me, I really need the support with my shoulder rest more on the chest side. And so you have to look at what your needs are with that support. And for a lot of people, it's pretty minimal once we get a chin rest that works for them. It could just be a pad that's contoured. It could also be a bar style shoulder rest, but a lot of people go with the coons because they're just so popular. They're ubiquitous, they're everywhere. But what I find, especially for women, is that the fact that the plate of the shoulder rest, how it just goes straight across, gives us a situation where the shoulder rest is resting on the shoulder, but then it's hovering somewhere in outer space in front of our chest. And so what we really need is something that's going to contact us, yes, on the collarbone, on the shoulder a little bit, but then to really wrap around and contact us on our chest. And so for me, I need something like the Wolf Forte Secundo, which has a little bit of a half moon shape and can really wrap around, kind of hugging again, like like a collar, hugging my neckline. And the chest side foot of the shoulder rest is actually on my sternum. So I have a lot of good bone support versus somewhere maybe out on my chest where you know some people have padding, some people don't, um, but it might be a little softer there and less secure. So really getting that bone contact there, I've got some good bone contact on my collarbone and then my upper ribs and then all the way to my sternum. That I find is really helpful. And what I really like about the Wolf Forte Secundo as well, this contour of the plate is my personalized contour. So when you get your wolf shoulder rest, they have a few different models. Uh, When you get it in the mail, you'll see that the plate is just straight across and people might just stop there and say, this is not comfortable. I've got all these gaps where the shoulder rest isn't contacting my shoulder and chest. But the beauty of it is that you can bend it to suit you. So I've bent this shoulder rest to really contour along the whole length of the plate. So it's really, it's hooked over my collarbone. There's really no gapping as it dips down into my chest. And then I've even twisted it a little bit at the bottom 
so that the bottom of the shoulder rest contacts my chest and again like my sternum area there. So that works for me and then that also allows me to get the shoulder rest pretty close to the back of the violin even though the wolves tend to be slightly higher shoulder rests in general. We see I can barely fit a finger in in that portion where the biggest part of the scoop of the shoulder rest sits. So there's there are a lot of possibilities with this shoulder rest. And other shoulder rests that people do enjoy are the Bon Musica because it also has that contouring and it hooks fully over the left shoulder. So people who do have a tendency to grip and it's because they feel like the violin is slipping, sometimes they really enjoy that one. Personally, I find it a little heavy for one. And I also don't like that the bar is just, again, kind of straight down. So for me, it kind of would end up hovering somewhere closer to my armpit, probably, than the center of my chest. But some people like it. It's worth a try, for sure. I'm also curious about the Kuhn 7, which apparently is going to also be straight across, but it's going to have a plate that's movable and bendable and the most sort of contourable coon that I've ever seen before. And I'm not sure exactly when that's coming out, but they keep on saying it soon. So I probably will try that just to see how that feels uh, once that is possible. And Pierastro also has a couple chin rests that, which are fairly expensive, but they're made of some kind of bendable wood where you can also contour the shoulder rest to, to suit you. So unless you happen to be a person who is perfectly, like the perfect model basically, for some of these shoulder rests that you can't contour to fit your own anatomy, um, I would definitely recommend that you avoid them. <laughs> and uh, just we don't want to settle for something that, again, isn't like getting that most comfortable pair of shoes. We're going to be spending a lot of time, hopefully, practicing our instrument, and we need to make sure that our support system is secure and functional and, above all, comfortable. So these are some things to think about when we're looking for chin rests and shoulder rests. I hope this has been helpful. And I encourage you to reach out if you have a favorite combination for yourself. I'm always looking for new combos and new models that might help some of my students or my listeners. So again, I'm Laurel Thompson, and you're listening to the Violin Geek Podcast. I hope you have happy holidays. And if you're interested in reaching out to me, the best method is email. My email is laurel at laurelthompson.com. That's L-A-U-R-E-L at L-A-U-R-E-L-T-H-O-M-S-E-N. If you have that shin rest, shoulder rest combination that I mentioned, that would be great to get some feedback on that. Or if you just have some feedback for the show or some suggestions on topics or interviewees that you would like me to feature, I am all ears. That would be wonderful. But until next time, again, I hope you have a happy holiday and a happy new year and happy practicing. <laughs>